this series of readings and reflections, highlighting books on yoga and Advaita philosophy, comes from the Self-Revelation Church of Absolute Monism. I am Srimati Karuna, the minister of this church. As we reflect on the writing of Swami Premananda, the founder of this Self-Revelation Church, in his writing, The Law of Self-Manifestation of Karma Yoga, listen to the very introduction of this book offered by Joe Tribulek. Let a man watch the panorama of his life. Let him reflect upon the reminiscence of the various parts he has played in the drama of his worldly existence. Let him look back and recollect his experience during his earthly sojourn. What scenes appear before his mind's eye? There were days of gloom and despair, of misery and misgiving. There were periods of violent temper, when fierce anger ravaged his mental horizon. Nervousness shook the very foundation of his being. The calmness and serenity were unknown. He scoffed at things spiritual and laughed scornfully in transcendental thoughts and discussions. As he continues his self-study, he comes to remember days when his active power inspired him in unflagging zeal. Tireless and indefatigable, he moved and worked. His courage was indomitable, his strength inexhaustible. He did not care what he did not care what hindrances stood before him. He was certain of his inner power. He knew he could overcome all obstacles to reach his goal, to fulfill his purposes, and to fruitify his desires. He stood like a valiant soldier, proud of his accomplishments, and ambition lagged behind his achievement. Now his introspection has become deeper. He receives a third vision. It is the vision of the days he spent in the kingdom of his soul. He was a calm contemplative. His mind has lifted towards God. His thoughts discovered new freedom in pure consciousness. His will directed towards constructive expressions of Godness. His love liberated from worldly limitations, become almost universal. Nothing of the world could touch him. Nothing negative could drag him down from his good thought, good will, and unselfish love. He lived in a state of peace which was free from all earthly conditions. He moved in a world of duality, but lived in the realm of self. Thus he lived the days of his life. Some days were spent in gloom and sadness, some utilized in productive action, and others were given to subjective contemplation. All the details of his life, when carefully analyzed, could be classified under or the other of these three states of existence. All men have experienced these three states of life. Is there anyone among us who, 
at least once, has been the victim of the gripping feeling of despondency, which overcasts the whole view of life with the dense cloud of sorrow. He who has not experienced sorrow has not tasted the sweetness of life. Joy is insipid to who has not drunk from the cup of life's sorrow. It is true that all have done some good deeds in this life, and that it is most certain that somewhere on life's journey, each has heard the call of the self. These triple expressions of our life and nature are universal in human existence on earth. In the life of every man, we discover these threefold expressions. They may be of varying degrees in each individual case. As human beings, we all live under the governance of these three states of consciousness, of tamash, rajas, and sattva. None of us is completely free from the presence of darkness and dullness, or from the state of force and activity. And it is equally true that we experience moments of illumination and wisdom. Of course, there are a few who live more by the light of the self than others. And yet, the beauty of the philosophy and science of yoga is that it does not require anything more from us than that which we already possess. Yoga, in its various forms, gives us the physical, mental, and spiritual strength and balance. What is karma yoga? It is self-realization in action. It is liberation through work. It is freedom through service. Karma is the invariable law of manifestation. It is the law of the phenomenal world. Karma yoga is the regulation of all our actions so that we may realize our innate spiritual perfection. It teaches us how to perform all our activities that we may find peace and happiness in our daily life. Karma Yoga recognizes that we are constantly working. Why should we not use that activity for the highest purpose of life? Every action can be so directed as to bring us oneness with all of life. Karma Yoga may be called the secret of work. The same work can enslave us to sense identification or reveal to us our innate freedom. It can drown us in misery or bring us to the heights of peace. It can make us either restless, nervous, physical wrecks, or it can make us calm, dynamic, and strong. It can hide or reveal the self. It can steep us in ignorance or free us in wisdom. Karma Yoga tells us the secret of how to become free from action, not through abstaining from action, but by performing action. It tells us that all actions are spiritual. 
Work without attachment. The karma yogi aspires to uplift life through service. To live for one's own family is good, but in so doing we must not lose sight of the truth that our life extends far beyond our immediate circle. While we are living in this world, physical happiness and joy are just as necessary and justifiable as spiritual peace of mind and soul. But in the enjoyment of physical happiness, we must realize that true happiness comes from the inner self. Every action must produce a result. When the cause is given, its effect is inevitable. This being the law, karma counsels us not to worry over the result. If we have given out a good cause, a good result is bound to come. All negative actions produce inharmonious results. Then why worry over the result of an action? To worry is destructive. By worrying over the result of a good action, we destroy, to a certain extent, the good result that the given cause might have produced. We should not work with the constant thought that it is our duty. We work realizing that it is our privilege. We must work in the freedom of self-expansion. Duty has the consciousness of isolation. It isolates the doer from the one to whom service is rendered. It is joy that unites the two. We work with the realization of oneness. This and all other publications of the Self-Revelation Church of Absolute Monism are available through our website. I encourage your interest and pursuit of study, reading, and reflection. <laughs>